as a sign of uh, solidarity to those who are suffering. All the clergy are wearing green and white today. Um, only MSU fans will get that one. Um, what we're going to look at today is uh, the two realities presented us in the gospel. So Jesus says, the kingdom of heaven is like, and then he tells a story. And the short version of the story is it ends with a moment where you have two kind of big concerns. Uh, one is there's people who worked for an agreed upon amount of money and got it, right? They were told, do this, I'll give you that. And they got that. But there were people who got the same amount who didn't work as hard. And so you're left with this thing of people who worked really hard, people who didn't work really hard, or as we call that, America. Uh, and the, thank you, that was funny and totally spontaneous. Jesus help you people. Uh, uh, and then you have the really abject generosity of the landowner. Like what he did was really generous. Um, and in the end, you and I are left with this thing that humans are often left with. Are we happy because we of the generosity of God or are we angry because of how hard it is some days? Yeah, virtue's tough, guys. If, if you don't find it hard to fight for holiness and virtue, then you're probably not fighting for holiness and virtue, yeah? I know I told you that story, and it's a true one. Um, the worst days of my life growing up were the days of parent-teachers conferences. Yeah, uh, where mom and dad would go and they were really happy when they left. Uh, and then when they got home, somehow they were angry and I've never quite figured out. Uh, but my mom had this list of teachers, trust me, righteous complaints. And this one time she just said, Joe, I can't believe what comes out of your mouth. And I said, truly, if you knew what didn't, you'd pin a medal on me, there'd be a parade. Uh, it's always been my trouble and my blessing. What comes out of my mouth? Jesus, take the wheel. As I get older, it does get easier. Yeah, I, my first year as a priest, um, I was in Ann Arbor and, and I didn't want to be. Uh, <laughs> But I was getting ready, I was in the back of the church and I was getting ready to give a talk and my sister, who I hadn't seen in almost a year, she was away at Catholic U in DC, she surprised me. And so I'm standing in church in the back ready to give my talk and all of a sudden my beautiful sister walks in and we're close, my family, and I start bawling and I hug her and she's hugging me. And it's one of those squeeze hugs, you know what I mean? Where if she was ketchup, she'd be empty. And uh, there was, I never said that before either. All right, uh, there was a woman in back who looked and there's this young priest, I've been ordained an hour and a half, I think, hugging this beautiful woman and she did this. And I said, it's okay, we lived together for 18 years, <laughs> right? And when Bishop er Carl called, Joe, the things that come out of your mouth, you know. 
I haven't got one of those calls in six years, and I don't know if it's fatigue or age or if I'm finally winning this fight, yeah? I'm getting there, step by step, learning to press the brakes before that mouse starts moving and noise comes out. It's a hard struggle for me. There's times where people will say something and I have a really good, mm, put that knife in and turn it comment. And not saying it becomes that moment uh, where I'm with Jesus and I'm like, did you see what we just did? Yeah, you and me. Holiness is tough, guys. Virtue is hard. Now we can focus on that. And a lot of people do. And they become really angry, bitter people. They resent holiness because it's hard work. When I taught high school at Lansing Catholic, it was one of the things I had to have this discussion with, you know, there's always that group of kids who just does the right thing, right? That they consistently try to do the right thing. And some of them would get really bitter and angry about the kids who, I don't know, didn't consistently do the right thing. And I always said, I have no comfort for you except this. If you're mad at them for their sin, there's something wrong in you. Sin in others should spark sorrow, not rage. I think the difference then is for us to not focus perhaps on how hard it is, but to focus on how crazy generous our God is. How ridiculously, insanely generous our God is. That should be a constant theme in our lives. A constant source of reflection. Like, here you are. Look at you. You could be anywhere this morning. But you came here. And that's a great thing. It's one of the best things you could possibly have done today. And if you brought your beautiful kids with you, that's a ridiculously beautiful choice you made that will help them as well. And we can focus on that. Well, Lord, I don't want to brag, but I gave you an hour on Sunday. We can focus on it. Where we can say, how extraordinary that we get to be here. There's a lot to think about here in the generosity of our God. But to me, it, it just all comes down to the central tenet of the whole thing. He made us. And it wasn't a practical decision. God didn't look over all of creation and say, you know what's missing? Something that can really screw it all up. We weren't made for practical reasons. Love made us so that it could love us. That's why we exist. And, and somewhere along the way, we decided we knew better than God. God told us not to do something that we wanted to do, so we did it. And sin and death entered the whole thing and began to slowly, precisely rip us to pieces. And God saw our plight. He saw that the trouble is our humanity got all bent. And so he became human. And he infused that humanity with his divinity, he came running to our rescue. And not for practical reason, but because he's in love. And he saw our enemies, sin and suffering and death. 
So by suffering, he took on our sins and died so that our sins died too. And if that's not enough, he rose because his love is stronger than all of our hate, all of our sin. And he did it because he's in love with you. And he ascended to the Father and then sent his Holy Spirit, his Spirit. He sent it to us so it animates us and binds us and unifies us and gives us the power to live like he did. And I am eternally grateful and there's no thing I can do that's going to compare with this. I have no resume to give our God that can say, look how hard I work. I earned this. I earned hell. Nothing else. But he gives us heaven because he's in love with us. And, then, and I'll quit talking. And then we'll move over to the altar. And we're going to give him bread and wine. Cheap wine. An unleavened bread. This is not the good stuff. And he's going to turn it into himself and give it back. That's how generous he is. And there is nowhere you can run. There is no thing you can do that's going to change his mind about you. He's in love. And so let's be grateful. Let's focus on the crazy generosity of our God. Let's focus on who God is and what he's done and be filled with joy. Amen.